Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Löwenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lundbrand. I'm Managing Director of Bright Vision as well as host of this podcast. And today we're going to talk about a really cool and interesting topic, podcast marketing and why you should have your own podcast if you're a B2B company. And with me today to discuss that, we have a really an expert in the field, Justin Brown, who's a co-founder of Motion Agency, who's only doing podcasting more or less and uh, few persons have done more podcasting and more marketing of podcasts than Justin so I'm sure we will pick his brain and learn a few things here today so with that short introduction welcome to today's podcast Justin. Yeah, Jacob, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, It's cool because it's really where we focus is um, podcasts for B2B tech marketers specifically. So I think it'll be interesting for your audience to hear what some of their peers are doing. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, awesome. It's it's so cool that you're also B2B tech oriented since it's not a lot of companies who are there. So, and especially then in podcasting. So what took you to this uh, specific niche and uh, how come you become the co-founder of Motion Agency and so forth? Let us know the story. Yeah, I, I won't bore your audience too much, but a little bit of the background is that um, I met my business partner working for him. Uh, we, I was his head of sales at a video agency. Uh, we took that agency into the Inc. 5000, and that was when we decided we were going to spin off and start our own, uh, our own video agency. Um, and we, we did that, and we grew really fast. Uh, w- within a year, we had 15 full-time employees. Um, but the problem with that business model was we were a project-based business. And for anyone, any entrepreneur out there that's a project-based business, it, it is a grind and a hard life. You are constantly trying to figure out where your next paycheck is going to come from. Uh, are you going to sell small projects and try and do a ton of them or sell big projects and you know have to put all your time and resources and then hope for that next big one? So we did that for a few years, got a little bit tired of that grind and wanted to make a move to something else. That's when we tried to broaden our horizons with the services that we offered. So we became full service agency, right? And we wanted to focus in B2B tech because that's where we, uh, there wasn't, we didn't do a bunch of customer research or anything. We just enjoy the space. Uh, it's what I, it's what I started my career doing. My business partner worked for Oracle, IBM. Uh, it's what he liked doing. So we said, let's just do what we like doing. And when we made that move to be a full service agency where we'll provide anything from writing services to video to, you know, graphic work, uh, we decided we were going to start a podcast and the podcast, the reason for starting it is we just wanted to look smart in our space and be able to talk about what we know and talk to people we know. Uh, but quickly we found, well, first off, we're having a, t- a ton of fun doing this. And secondly, with all of the things that we built in house from video services and editing and writing, uh, we also had a lot of 
uh, in-house capabilities to be able to chop these things up in a variety of ways. And we said, there's already plenty of people who are the quote unquote, I'm using finger quotes here, uh, full service agencies. That's really saturated. What if we just become a podcast company? Um, and that's what we did. And so we focus on creating podcasts for heads of marketing at B2B tech companies with scrappy marketing teams, usually around one to five people. So we plug in and we can do a lot with a podcast from written content to video content, audio content. Um, there's really a lot that can come out of it. So we try to bolt on to these marketing departments and provide them with a lot of content out of these conversations. So that's what, that's my story. I probably went on a little longer than I should have, but um, I, I think it's, uh, you know, at least I find it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And uh, that is a, 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 interesting niche uh, since the podcast scene have pretty much exploded over the last two, three, four years or so. Uh, I mean, we have seen the podcast scene develop over maybe eight years since 2012 and so on and, and the, the big celebrities. But uh, I mean, for corporates, uh, clients and, uh, you know, corporations that starting podcast today is, is quite common. So how's it going? Is, uh, do you feel the, the mar where is the market from your perspective in the podcasting area today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I completely agree. Over the last few years, we've seen businesses start to launch their podcasts. And I think uh, the reason is, is like I said, you could just really get a lot out of it, you know, but if you start very uh, simply, you, you get to have engaging conversations with people in your space, which is what everybody's trying to do all the time, especially with, you know, the current situation of the world. It's very hard to connect with people, uh, you know, in person, what have you. So the podcast is a really nice way to, to just have nice open conversations with people about what they're seeing, what they're hearing, etc. Um, but I think that the reason that a lot of these businesses are starting to launch these things is because they're realizing just how much you can get out of a podcast. Um, and that's where we try to lean into um, is that it's not just a piece of audio that you can put onto Apple podcasts and Spotify, but that there are a lot of things that you can do with it in terms of creating written co content, video content. Um, and, and my belief is that eventually just like, you know, 99% of businesses in this space have a blog uh, that eventually everybody will have a podcast. It will be almost like, you know, the, the blog plus it's like, you know, not only can you read about it, but you can also hear it. You can watch it um, because people digest information differently. Right. And the blog is great because it's, it helps with SEO and it's there for people who want to read. Um, but not everybody likes to read. Not some people like to listen. Some people like to watch. And so the podcast allows you the ability to create content that can connect with people in different ways. So you start out with this piece and then branch it off into a variety of other things. Um, and so what we're seeing is that people are realizing just the power of the podcast. If you start simply with connections uh, to the more um, overarching content strategy uh, that it can provide for social and your website and newsletters. I mean, retargeting ads, there's a, just a ton of stuff that you can do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It creates a lot of great content uh, and uh, a lot of engaging dialogues, as you said. So I totally agree. It's a, it's a good source for, for content. And uh, so, so uh, it, 
if you're a, a marketing manager, a practitioner, so to say, running a marketing team, either yourself or have a few assistants and so on, where should you start? You know, where can you uh, find the low hanging fruits and what stepping stones do you see as a marketeer for a B2B company to, to start exploring if you haven't, you know, gone that, down that path starting a podcast yet, but really want to get going? Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, shameless plug, we're going to be launching a course um, uh, um, in Q1 of 2021 that is going to be is going to walk someone through how to do all of it. But if you want to do it yourself, I mean, it, it, it it's tough because what we've seen and why I think our business has been able to be successful is that it is tough to have someone work on a podcast all the time as the basically their full-time job. So if I'm a marketer, what I probably want to do is find some resources that are going to be able to do a couple of different things. Maybe it's a freelance resource to edit the audio. Um, maybe it's a freelance resource to create some, some assets out of it. Um, just because I've had clients who have had podcasts on their own um, and it can burn out your employees. Um, it's a double-edged sword there. It is a great piece of content for your marketing team, but it's also just exhausting for someone to do basically the same thing over and over again. Um, so what I would do if I was a marketing manager being tasked with um, well, if I was a marketing leader tasking my marketing manager, first off, I would not task them with doing the whole thing all the time as their full-time job because they will they will burn out um, doing that. It's hard to just say to someone, you know, marketers like doing different things and having their hands in a variety of things and just having them do the same thing over and over and over and over and over until the end of time. Uh, they're going to eventually go find a new job is what's going to happen. So if I was a head of marketing tasking my marketing manager, I would task them with going to try to find resources that can help them, that they can then hand off a few of the different things because there are some things that go into it. There's a writing portion, which is, you know, write up some notes, uh, some show notes on what went down on that episode so that when we launch it on our website you know there's some written content there then there's the editing of the audio that needs to take place then are there any assets that you're going to create for social media and again this can be very exciting for someone for the first three to six months but after six months creating some stuff in canva that's a quote from you know the episode it, it gets it gets exhausting and i know because you know my business partner and i do it. <laughs> We've built <laughs> systems um, to be able to have folks who can do the different pieces of it for us. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a ton of educational material out there. I would try to learn about it first, mm. and then I would probably try to build uh, a small team of writers and editors uh, around it uh, that you find you can find for pretty, you know, fairly, you know, fairly priced um, mm. to create a little machine every time you record an episode to dissect it and create it. Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. 
So, so there's a lot of hassle and work, of course, to get it going. I'm sure, and uh, I'm sure your uh, your uh, course can be a good starting plate uh, after Christmas as well. There, but uh, one thing I know companies struggle with is, of course, to now you have your first ten episodes uploaded in all the different platforms, and you know, and then you're waiting for the traffic to happen. You know, people listening, engaging, responding, and and uh, ultimately sending in business requests. <laughs> uh, but that's a marketing problem, of course. And how do you help companies succeed with that? Because, there, I mean, there are quite a few podcasts out there today and, you know, you need some kind of uh, excitement around that. And, you know, what, what is the best strategy to actually get the podcast to be listened to in the right uh, target groups, I'd say? Yeah, so it's definitely something that we talk to people about, you know, that, well, there's 10 podcasts now in my space. Why would, you know, uh, it's saturated? And I don't necessarily disagree, but it's also dependent on what you're looking to get out of it. And I think that people are too focused on one metric, which is, you know, downloads, how many downloads did I get? And I think downloads are important and I am not saying that they're not important. Um, so let me make that clear. Downloads <laughs> are important. You want to drive an audience. You want people to listen to your podcast, but there are a variety of other things as well. I mean, how many people are you driving to your website, uh, to, from posting on social? Um, are you sending this out to customers who are then listening to it and engaging with it? So there's a lot of other things that happen. Um, so usually if somebody wants sales out of it, well, what I tell them first is, okay, let's get your podcast. You've got to in this scenario, we have 10 episodes, right? Bring on some people who you want to work with. Okay. Uh, some target accounts or what have you bring them on and, foster a relationship with them that you may not have had before. So there you go. You're talking to some prospects. That is an easy, low-hanging fruit for the CEO to say, hey, CEO, you said you wanted marketing to break into ABC Co. Uh, we didn't have a relationship with them. Well, now we've featured them on our podcast. That's, that's the easy one. The mm. harder one is getting your show noticed, like what you're talking about, Jacob, mm. getting people out there to actually want to engage with the show. And the way to do that is that you need to have, you know, people pushing the show um, from inside your organization. I wrote a LinkedIn post the other day that your business profile should not be the main outlet uh, for distributing your podcast where you're expecting to get the most from, um, you know, I don't know about you, but at least for me, my company motion, if it posts something, we're a small business, it's not going to get much traction. If I post something, I'm not, I'm not the biggest name on LinkedIn by any stretch, but I have a few people who engage with my content. It's going to do much better. Mm. Now my business partner, the same, when he pushes things out, it gets engagement. That's now two people who have different uh, connections that are now seeing the content. Now, if I was in a tech company of 75 people and I could get 15 people to post every episode uh, and post assets onto their social media profiles, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is that you may use, now you're going to start to get more and more eyeballs. Um, 
And so I think that's, that's important. And then there's net, even deeper levels to that, which is providing insights and in what you believe about the content, trying to get people to start engaging with it. And then from there, there's other things you can do. You can uh, use retargeting ads where people who have gone to your website or visited or what have you, you then have them uh, receive ads that are advertisements if they're higher in the funnel to be to driving them to your podcast instead of to you know, buy from me, um, then they start to engage with your podcast. So there's lots of things you can do. Usually what I tell people is, you know, you need to crawl before you walk kind of thing, which is let's get the podcast up. Then from there, let's start to get to people, get people to engage with it. Then from there, you can continue to bolt things on, but it should be a long-term strategy. And what you'll find is if you can outlast your competition, you know, the other people who are launching podcasts, because I don't know if you know this, Jacob, but the average um, episode numbers for a podcast are five episodes before it dies pod fade <laughs> because people are like just like what I was talking about earlier with you know fatigue of of people getting tired of doing the podcast it's like I'm so excited I want to do this podcast I'm going to edit every episode it's going to be awesome then I did five episodes and now I don't want to do it anymore because I'm tired <laughs> a lot of work um, and so if you can get consistent you can bring on good guests. You can get better as a host or, or multiple hosts or whoever's hosting, but start to ask, you know, harder questions, deeper questions, start to explain complex subject matter that people may not be able to get elsewhere. Uh, mm. and, and you just stay consistent with it. People are going to come to you. And, and I'm not saying that it's just going to happen because you stayed around. But if you build this process of continuously pu pushing it out, having a good strategy, getting people from inside your organization to help with that, um, you know, you, you're going to be able to begin to foster a following. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So uh, consistency is a key word and a takeaway here. It's, it's easy to go all in and then uh, fade out after five, 10 episodes. And yeah, it becomes yeah, a graveyard. We, if, <laughs> if we take it at the, at its most simple, um, you know, Jacob, you could take this episode, you know, we're recording in zoom right now. When, when this finishes recording, you could literally upload it directly to Buzzsprout or Apple podcast directly or whatever you do and say, I've got a podcast. Um, but if you want it to be good, there are more steps that are probably going to need to take place other than just uploading an audio file. Anybody can start a podcast in an hour, create, if you have an Apple ID and the ability to record audio, you can be a podcaster. Now to have a good podcast that has consistent high quality where you're doing the other things like, you know, edits and mixing in uh, intros and outros and, you know, creating assets out of it. That's the stuff that's next level that if you can prove to be consistent doing that, mm. that's where you're impressive. That's where yeah. people are going to start noticing you. Exactly. Yeah. With high quality and consistency and interesting topics and talking about content in podcasts and topics and so on. Do you see any trends? What's most appreciated or gets most attraction when it comes to how to produce the podcast? Should it be short, long? Should it be interviews? Should it be, uh, you know, forums with dialogues with multiple people? Do you see any trends or, or things to focus on? Um, I, I don't, 
I don't have that information per se. I, I think that the biggest thing is probably just trying to be the the one thing that I don't like that I that I struggled with when I first started doing this was I had my list of questions. Um and I had my my ideal guest profile, right? You know, as head of marketing at a tech company. Yep. And I would bring these people on and basically ask them the same questions. Who, who's your ideal customer? How do you help them? You know, what's your setup between sales and marketing? Um, so on and so forth. And it felt played out to me. <laughs> and I imagine that it felt played out to my audience. I think my biggest recommendation would be trying to make it more of a conversation and with me saying more of a conversation, I'm actually going to take a step back and say, prepare more. And so that's kind of con conflicting statements, right? Oh, you want it to just be a conversation, but you want me to prepare a lot more. So how does that work? Well, I think that what had happened for me was I felt a little bit robotic and I hear podcasts like this all the time, which is that the host has their set list of questions that they like to ask. I would say do less podcasts, you know, do, you know, two a month or four a month or whatever it may be instead of, you know, three a week because you're just talking to everybody. Um, do less podcasts, but make your questions thoughtful. Uh, take some time to think about who your guest is going to be. Come up with some hard-hitting topics beforehand that are actually going to be interesting to the audience because like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, there is not a shortage at this point of podcasts that are out there. And if you're just going through the motions, people are going to look for something else. Uh, you know, I, I hear it a lot where someone asks, you know, their guests the same three or four questions. They, they get conversational and go down, you know, different, different roads in the conversation and what have you, but it's like, okay, how many times can I hear that? hear the guests ask the same question every episode. I don't care anymore. Um, and it's just like tuning into any show that you would, uh, you would watch uh, if it's a comedy. If they did the same joke 10 times, you're like, I don't want to watch a show anymore. It stinks. <laughs> They're always recycling the same joke. Now, you know, there can be jokes that, that hit hard and are a common th thread that maybe you get every episode or something, but try to keep it to that. You know, maybe you have your one question that you ask everybody, but then it's different. So just trying to make it so that your listeners don't know what's coming. They don't feel like, all right, Here's another episode where I hear the CMOs ask these five questions. And, and I'm saying this, you know, I, I'm pointing a finger at myself first because I, I did that. Um, and I got tired of the content that I was doing. Um, and I started to have more fun doing it where I, I spent, I did less episodes, but focused more on the questions that I was asking. Mm. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I think that's an, uh, that's a great uh, takeaway you delivered right there you know go for quality and i think that goes for a lot of marketing today as well since uh it's we have a lot of systems to automate and you know split up things <laughs> more or less robotically or automated mm -hmm. and and we can easily spam our followers on linkedin or you know uh but uh as you say it's 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 the engagement and the interest that delivers uh uh that, that creates the quality that delivers the interaction, the 
clients want to have and and the listeners are looking for so great 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 uh, takeaway there so that's interesting what another thing i'm thinking about is you know when you see a client who who has get it right and create supporting content and use it for different things what could it look like what what does good look like for you when the podcast setup is working really well yeah that's a that's a great question good to me looks like you are hitting on three major um delivery modalities in three ways so quality consistency and variety and what i mean by so we've talked about quality you know the ability to uh not only hit the record button but do some uh corresponding uh things to the to the content afterward not just in this audio clip but then creating quality video content out of it whether that's an audiogram which you probably see on linkedin where it's you know captions and the sound wave and it's nicely branded or if you do a video podcast where you have people on video and you know you put some motion graphics into it or something you got consistency so you have you know your schedule of when they come out and then you've got variety which is what i was talking about just a second ago which is that you hit on these three modalities which are written video and audio content because people consume their content differently the best podcasts from a marketing standpoint do those three things and that is what we focus on with our clients is that you get you know with an episode you get a blog post out of it that that can be 1500 to 2000 words it's not even hard to write because you have you know a 45 minute transcript of two people talking already. Uh, You know, you hear all the time from organizations, I'd love to get people in the organization involved in our content, but it's just so much work. Well, it's not that much work if you do a 30 minute audio recording. I mean, it's probably shorter than your zoom meetings. Um, So you, so you've got, you've got blog content that you can write. Your show notes could be 500 to a thousand words. All of this is helping SEO. Then you've got video content that comes out of it. You got audio content that comes out of it. So the best marketers are making the most out of a little bit, right? So you've got a 30 minute piece of audio that you just turned into all this stuff. That's the people who, who get it. That's the people who I point to and go like, wow, they, they understand the power of a podcast when it comes to content marketing. Um, it's not just a cutesy show that you get to get on and, you know, have fun with, you know, some people in your space that happens. Do not get me wrong. Every single one of my clients, well, maybe not every single one. I don't want to do it, say everyone, but a lot of them and maybe everyone say this is the fun the most fun thing that they do in their job is the podcast so that stuff's gonna happen you're gonna have a blast doing it but the other side of it is getting the most out of it so you can have some fun and you can create a lot of good stuff and those are the people who really understand the the power that's great and uh yeah it sure would be cool to to see you know, our pod as well as uh, clients uh, working, your clients working in that way. So that's awesome to hear what good look like and uh, great takeaways there as well. So consistency, quality and making the most out of it. Um, yeah, awesome. 
Justin, our clock is running here, and I know you're a busy guy running the agency and having a lot of clients and things to do, and your day is just starting, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't take up more of your time. So thank you so much for all the things you have shared with us. But if uh, people want to share, uh, you know, listening to your podcast and, and take share, uh, share, you know, listen to more of your content, where can we send them? Yeah, for sure. So you can find my website, motionagency.io. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn at uh, backslash Justin Brown Motion or search for our podcast, uh, Tech Qualified. That's great. Perfect. And uh, it was awesome to have you on the podcast. I learned a lot and uh, so interesting to hear all your tips and tricks and insights you shared with us. So thank you so much. And I wish you all the best with your agency and your clients in the future. Absolutely. Jacob, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.